Welcome to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to thank them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. Our guest today is Brad Montgomery. Brad's a certified athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Seabreeze High School in Daytona Beach, Florida. Brad, welcome to the program. Good morning, and thanks for having me. Well, we're very excited. Uh, as a uh, as we shared, uh, it's a busy time for ADs, so we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and maybe how that love of sports led to uh, that first teaching and coaching job. Okay, happy to do so. Um, I'm Brad Montgomery. I'm, I'm the athletics director at Seabreeze High School. This is my third year and I spent four years in Volusia County at Pine Ridge High School as their athletic director. Uh, prior to moving to Florida, uh, I taught um, in the uh, state of Indiana for about 15 years oh, wow. and I've been coaching for 30 years. Uh, along with the, you know, in the 15 years I was teaching, I'm mostly girls basketball, volleyball, track, and cross country. So the love of sport um, came came before that when I was a student at Cathedral High School in in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, where I played basketball and ran a little cross country. So I've always loved sports. I like to be around sports, and uh, the kids and the competition is uh, is why I'm still in it. Uh, I didn't know that you were uh, from Indiana, you know, playing basketball and, uh, you know, they like to claim that that's, you know, the, the basketball mecca, you know, how would you compare, you know, high school basketball in Indiana to um, high school basketball here in Florida? I'm, I'm a bit biased because I'm from Indiana, which was, you know, one of the last holdovers of a single class system. So I got to play in the single class system of over 400 schools in the state going for one prize. And then uh, in my coaching career, I got to coach in a single class system and compete against the larger schools when I was at one with 300 kids and competed with the 2000 plus kids. And then as soon as we went to class basketball, um, the kids we had trained, we went to the state finals. So I'm a little jaded. I think we have great basketball in Indiana. But there's great basketball in Florida as well. You know, that's, uh, I think everybody's always looking for that Hoosiers experience, and uh, that, that must have been exciting to be a part of it. Uh, talk a little bit about 
how your career as a teacher and coach led to that first job as an athletic director? I was, I, I moved to Florida and, and, and um, I'd been doing a lot of coaching in Indiana and they had a social studies job and um, at Pine Ridge High School. And it just so happened that the athletic director left um, and moved to a different school two years in. So I applied for the job and with my background in athletics and event planning, you know, and having all the, you know, experience working with parents and working with kids. Um, John Atkinson was principal at Pine Ridge and he took a chance on me. And, uh, and that's, that's what got me into athletic director. And um, Seabreeze High School is a place that I always wanted to be. I tried to get in as teaching and then they had the athletic director job open. And, and luckily I was, I was uh, tabbed as the AD over here. Let's talk about maybe those two positions in Florida uh, coming in as a, let's say, a, a new AD at Pine Ridge and then going to Seabreeze. Um, what were some of the differences between the two schools? Uh, what were some things that you thought um, at each school, your staff, your coaches uh, did particularly well? The, the dynamics of the two schools are different. One, Seabreeze is over across the street from the beach and then Pine Ridge is about 50 miles or from us, about an hour from us uh, by Deltona High School. And the main difference is um, the diversity, the cultural differences between, you know, Seabreeze and what we have over in Pine Ridge. But the similarities are all the kids are wonderful kids. The coaches adapt to change. Um, we try to find coaches that are about the kids and about competition and about getting better. And when I was at Pine Ridge, I was lucky to get to hire some people that really had the same philosophy. And we always said, when it comes to the kids, we'll make it happen. And that's the same philosophy I've brought over to Seabreeze. And with the new coaches coming in and the ones that have bought in that have been here, we've seen a lot of growth in the numbers of kids and a lot more activity from the parents, which is, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes it really nice when everybody's on the same page, you know, everybody's uh, supporting each other. Brad, in our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentors. And I'm curious, who were some of your mentors, uh, both growing up, uh, teachers and coaches that you might have had, uh, as well as colleagues that you've worked with or worked for? Uh, whose voice do you still hear when you go to work each day? There, there are a couple of voices that I hear. One's, one's my dad, and he's, he's 80 years old and, and high school education and uh, worked his way up and taught me a lot about customer service and always go and talk to people. And the importance with dealing with people is sit down in front of them and, and you can work things out and come to an agreement. Even though you might not see eye to eye, you can still make the sale. And I've always done that with you know my dad's voice in my ear and then I had a great friend who owned or was a restaurateur in um, in a Danville, Indiana, and and he really preached about you know we do this your profession you do it for the kids and he used to say even though I'm a restaurateur I'm a coach every day and you have to think about your employees and your kids first and get the best people possible to work within your system and care about those kids so. I, I still hear him in my ear. And then John Atkinson, who was my first principal at Pine Ridge, he was, an, he was a Navy guy. And he more than anybody set the tone for me. He just said, 
Brad put the right people in the right places and let them do their job and be there to assist them when you can. And that's what I do with my coaches. I try to find the right people, put them in the right places and quote unquote, have their back every day. And they just know when it comes to the kids, we'll make it happen. Uh, well, that's always nice to hear the people that have had an influence. Um, let's talk a little bit about the day-to-day -day job of an AD. You know, you've been, um, you know, behind the desk now for a while. Um, what are some changes that you have seen over the years uh, as far as your job um, that things you're doing now that, you know, maybe you weren't doing when you first became an AD? Um, the the, the job itself has has changed. It's whether we want to admit it or not. It, it's a twelve month job now, and it, I think some of the people in the hierarchy of education are are starting to see that that we are here, eleven twelve months out of the year to make things happen. Especially during this time of COVID, I know we've been here since May and a little bit before, just preparing for what's going to come. Um, those are the changes um, I've seen. Also with everything going digital and electronic, trying to stay ahead of everything uh, is another chore that we have to do. I know my days sometimes start at 5.30, like all the other ADs in the state, and we don't get home sometimes till midnight, one o'clock. And um, I think that's gonna remain consistent. Um, but, but the changes are, I, I can't go on it. I just had a thing change on me earlier today. So we had to adjust for the football game. So change is inevitable and it can happen one minute or one hour from now. Yeah, the, uh, an athletic director recently made the comment that there's probably no other profession that is better geared to dealing with COVID than athletic directors because, you know, our job, you know, is, is change, change, and change. So um, let's go and talk about COVID. Um, we've seen a tremendous variety of responses across the country. Um, some states have uh, said uh, business as usual, you know, we're going to play all our games. Some have uh, moved sports to different seasons, football to the spring and uh, baseball to the fall uh, and everything in between. And we've also seen, a, a, let's say, a, a varied response, particularly as far as return to school in Florida. Um, you know, my school's up in the panhandle, you know, you're more centrally located in Daytona, and then when you've got the schools down south in Miami-Dade, and, and we're all kind of doing something different. So just yeah. from your perspective, you know, what's happening at Seabreeze, what's happening in your area as far as academic return to school, as well as athletics return to play? Well, what we have academically right now, what we have is we have, we have basically three type of student at Seabreeze High School, one being our brick and mortar student, which they're coming every day. And then we have a, what we call Volusia Live, where the student is at home, but in tune with the classroom. And then we have Volusia Online, which the student has detached themselves from the high school. They've got an online program. And unfortunately that takes them out of Seabreeze High School. So they become a non-traditional student. So that's something else we have to pay attention to. Um, those, that's pretty much how the educational process is going. Of course, we have the um, temperature checks in the morning and, and the cleaning of desks and all that. I'm not in the classroom, but I know that's what's going on. As far as athletics, uh, as far back as July 6th, 
they turned us loose with questioning uh, the students when they came in for conditioning, temperature checked, and um, documenting for you know the potential contact tracing that we would have to do. Uh, pretty proactive, we made sure the kids stayed in the car, temperature checked them, and all entered and exited together. And for the most part, and knock on wood, um, we haven't had anything yet. Our fall coaches did an, a remarkable job, and and uh, our football coaches, Pat Brown and his crew, stepped up and got all their kids cleared and paid attention to them every day, as well as our cheerleading staff, and um, made sure that we we're doing the right things and continue to do so uh, under the county's guidance. So have you all started um, uh, playing games? We have our first football game this Friday night. We play at Daytona Stadium where the um, state finals were held last year and we play against Deltona. So um, I've been in touch with Deltona and we've got the GoFan tickets ready and the GoFan parking ready. And hopefully both schools make it to Friday without any hiccups and we get to put the helmets on and hit each other for about two hours. Yeah, uh, full disclosure for our listeners, we're recording this on uh, September 14th. And so uh, by the time it, it airs, uh, we'll hopefully have some more positive uh, changes, but that's great. You're getting back. Uh, we had our first football game last week, uh, you know, social distancing, all the protocols, and it yep. went well. So uh, hopefully we'll continue uh, with that. Uh, Brad, uh, you recently uh, earned your uh, CAA designation, and uh, I'd like you to kind of share your journey with um, FIAAA and now NIAAA, you know, we, we have a lot of younger ADs listening and I think it's important right. that they, uh, they understand how, you know, even, you know, an experienced AD such as yourself can, can get started in the certification process. So kind of take our listeners through that. I, I was very fortunate to, to work in Volusia County with, with two people, one being Jim Garvillick, who was at Deltona and then um, I had Jerry Chandler, who was at Seabreeze for 60 years and was the AD for over 30 years. And, and uh, both of them got, got me started in the professional organizations. And, and they encouraged me as an athletic director to do three things. Take care of the kids, protect your coaches, and get educated. And by being, getting educated, I don't think there's a better group than the FIAAA. FACA is good but to always educate myself and keep myself up to date on what's happening throughout the state. And along with that comes the association with all the ADs all over the state that are at, you know, an, an email away or a phone call away that can help you. And now that I've been in it for seven years, a lot of ADs call me, especially the new ones in Volusia County. So I'm helping educate them as well. And I look, you know, part of the board of directors, I talked to uh, Brevard County, Volusia County and Flagler County, which has wonderful athletic directors. And it's just a constant learning process and, and, and working for the coaches and protecting our kids. That's what it's all about. And that's, that's what makes it enjoyable. And anybody that's not in the FIAAA, I would encourage them to join and become active because you gotta keep educating yourself. It changes every day. Okay. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that journey. Um, one more uh, NIAAA question. Looking back at your um, your courses that you took to um, sit for the exam, you know, uh, what's maybe one or two courses or one or two things that stick out from that experience? 
There, there were a couple courses I really enjoyed. Any course, and I think they split them, it has to do with the law and things that you should and shouldn't do are so important for the athletic directors. In, in fact, there are many times you know more about that as far as an athletic event than your administrators, and, and there's no excuse not to know it. And they were very, very helpful uh, in that. And then I, you know, the announcing class, and I've worked with our announcers on what they should and shouldn't do. And then um, the, the, the teach, teach a class, you know, uh, being able to stand up and instruct at the FIAAA was, was a nice one as well. Uh, I've enjoyed all of them, and uh, I still get on and take one every now and again. You know, we're we're going to make sure you stay involved, okay? Um, earlier on, you talked about uh, the diversity uh, at your school. And one question we've been asking our athletic directors on the podcast is, what are some things that we as athletic directors can do better in this area of, you know, social awareness and, and social justice? You know, we certainly we saw the events this past spring in Minneapolis and Atlanta, and then just you know, a month ago in Wisconsin. Um, but what are some things that as ADs, we can do a better job of? We already do it, but we can improve on it. And, and, and it's looking at every kid as our kid, um, no matter what neighborhood in our community they come from, there are kids and, and understand that the kid that lives over on the beach in Seabreeze is not the same kid that lives over in the neighborhood across the river. And it's, and it's our job to not only be here on the beach with the kids, but go across the bridge, get involved in that neighborhood, put a face with a name and a profession and say, hey, yeah, I'm at Seabreeze and I want all my kids in my zone here. And we can't wait to see you. That's the way I approach things. So there's, there's never, oh, this or oh, that. It's, that's the AD at Seabreeze. Seabreeze is a great academic school, and I'm going there, and I'm going to participate in athletics, and they're going to take care of me, and we do. Yeah, wow, that's uh, powerful stuff. Um, boy, this is just flying through, uh, uh, but uh, we're not quite done yet. Let's okay. change gears uh, uh, just a little bit. Uh, I'm sure I know the answer, but I, I ask it anyway. What's some of your favorite aspects about being the athletic director at Seabreeze? What gets you excited about coming to work each day? Uh, one, I get to see the kids. And one, I get to interact with the coaches because most ADs are coaches. And then I get to watch what, you, what the coaches do, interacting with the kids during the day and on the athletic field and on Friday night or Tuesday night, whenever the competition is. I get to see the competition and I get to see the kids improving and have a good time playing and competing. Um, I love the interaction, but it's, it's why I'm here. Just, we love the kids and we want to be part of their growth in life. Yeah, it's what it is. It's about the kids. Okay. Well, Brad, uh, we've just about wrapped up. Uh, our final question is always the athletic director's toolbox. Now you're an experienced AD, but I'm going to task you with sending out a brand new athletic director on their very first job but I'm only gonna let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are gonna go in Brad Montgomery's athletic director toolbox? One, I'm gonna give them my phone number because they're gonna need it, because they're gonna need my experience. Number two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them to be ed educate themselves, learn as much as you can. And then three, be willing to work with everyone from administration all the way down to the kids 
and smile when you do it and just keep moving forward. That's, that's great advice. Okay. I, I appreciate that. Well, Brad, uh, this has been wonderful. It's been fun getting to know you on the uh, FIAAA board. We actually have our September board meeting coming up. Uh, oh, goody, another right. Zoom meeting. Uh, but uh, it's been great. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast and certainly all the best to you and your teams uh, this coming fall. Thank you. I appreciate it. And hope everybody stays safe, especially if they're watching this. And we look forward to seeing everybody next time we can get together. Uh, absolutely. Get out to the games. Well, to our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening to the Educational AD podcast. Remember, these recordings are also being posted on YouTube under the FIAAA Educational AD site. Thanks again.